very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in time in anything except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. You're very welcome along to this week's show. Lots lined up. We're talking the Women's World Cup. But first, Keith Earls is set to become Ireland's next centurion, earning his 100th cap as they face England in a Rugby World Cup warm-up. The Irish professional rugby union player will join Ireland's greats, such as Brian O'Driscoll, Ronan O'Gara, Rory Best, Paul O'Connell and Jonathan Sexton in reaching three figures. The Monster Wing is only the ninth Irish man to achieve a century of test outings ahead of today's World Cup warm-up match with with England in Dublin. Speaking ahead of that game, Keith says he and his family are extremely proud. Yeah, I'm trying not to think about it, um, but the lads talking to Andy, if it does happen, he's just telling me it's it's not just another cap. You can't have a normal week because it's not a normal week. Um, and talking to Keen Healy and Johnny, you know, I know Keen Healy tried to, to drown it out and not and not speak about it and it, and it caught up in before the game all the emotions so look yeah it's it'd be a massive honour I think I'd just be a bit relieved because I've been stuck on 98 for a couple nearly two years since the New Zealand tour and getting one against Italy and yeah it'd be a bit of relief um, to get there but yeah extremely proud and I'm sure my family will be as well. There was a delay between 98 and 100 and Keith outlines if there were times over the last 12 months if he thought it would fall short of getting the three figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with the talent coming through and, and the way some of the lads are playing as well. Um, and I suppose my, my injury history last year. Um, but again, like just kept the head down and, um, and grateful. I think of a great, great relationship with Andy and a great trust with Andy and... You know, we'll always be honest with each other and, um, you know, I, I genuinely probably have had my best pre-season since I've been a professional rugby player this year. Um, we've got everything spot on, you know, between all the training, uh, physios, uh, S&C coaches, so it's been really enjoyable. Keith explains what the continued support from everyone and the coaches, keeping him in the squad and giving him a chance, had on his confidence. Yeah, it's it, it's great, and you know, I suppose there's that bit of pressure as well because you you wanna you wanna be repay them as well. But you know, Andy's just big on you know allowing us to be ourselves and not to, to blow things up too much or not to try and do anything special. Um, just just be yourself, and if you are special, you're special. But yeah, gives you gives you great confidence, um, especially as a an old winger. When asked was it his dream to make it to 100 caps, Keith Earls had this response. Um, yeah, as, as young fellow, I think, I think um, when you're looking back when I was younger, the lads getting 100 caps for, for South Africa, Australia, you're thinking, geez, if I played with Ireland, I, I'd love to do that. And yeah, it, it would go through your head when you're younger. But, you know, I suppose in the last, last couple of years, I was, you know, I was genuinely thinking, Every time I stepped onto the field, could be could be could be the last time. So, yeah, it's 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 great if it, if it does happen the weekend. As I said it'll be extremely proud and it'd be a privilege to join the, a, a unique group. Looking back at his career, he said it was hard to pick some of the best moments. 
We've had many moments, obviously, um, the last couple of years. It's, it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick the best one for, for different reasons, you know, different challenges. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just really enjoying the journey, really, um, the last couple of years where, where this team has gone and where Munster have gone the last year. It's been, um, it's, it's been about time for us in Munster. It's been a massive relief as well. So I'm um, just, just trying to enjoy the, the journey in each day now. Keith says what it's like earning the 100th cap at home against England. Yeah, it's, I suppose it's always nice to to get it at, at, at a home match. You know, Keane Healy got one in in France, you know, where, where there was no spectators. Um, I know Johnny Sexton was similar. It wasn't wasn't a, really a full house. Um, and then Connor was the last November got his, and that was pretty cool. Watched him run out in Aviva um, in a home stadium with all his family and friends around. So, look, I think getting there, no matter what, is is great. But I think to do it in a home, your 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 home ground would be uh, pretty special, right? Looking ahead to the World Cup, Keith Earls outlines whether the training for this one was different. Yeah, we're just we're just training non-stop rugby. It's, it's all. It's all conditioning through through rugby, really. You know, which which sharpens you up mentally as well. You know, we're we're performing our, our detail and our plays under serious fatigue. Um, we're we're not just running for the sake of running to to be to be fit. So um, yeah, and then like you know, a lot of our, our movement, health, and all that. You know, thankfully, Tipwood, we haven't had too many injuries, and if we are getting injuries, they're not they're not too long. They're only niggles, so. I think it's a credit to the SNC staff, the physios and the coaches, I suppose, for 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 trusting in each other that this is this is the way we're we're gonna go. It's gonna be on through through rugby and no no strong men or anything like that. On the day of his one hundredth cap, Keith says looking back at his first game feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, genuinely does. Genuinely does. Um yeah, it's nearly so long ago now, you nearly f- forget a lot of stuff back back then um, but um, yeah as I said look it's I, I've I've, been, I've said it before I've, I've enjoyed my journey since my 50th cap the whole way to, to know with with, uh, with Ireland I wish I was a bit more relaxed when I was younger about it so yeah like sort of it happens I'll I, w- I will enjoy this one He has said the journey to here has been tough and outlines what has kept him going and how he keeps it up with all the pressure. Um, Yeah, I suppose it's the love of the game. It's a a hard one, yeah. It's a hard one to to try and step away from or try and... and It's hard to just... If you're going to be in rugby, I think you have to compete at the top. It'll be a tough one just to... Just to hang on in there. If I if I'm gonna keep playing, I want to play at the top. And you know, between Munster and Ireland, there are two special groups that I really want to be a part of. And if I'm gonna be a part of them, I want to I want to be the highest standard I can. Um, and instead of relationship with both coaches, if they think I can't do it, they'll let me know. And and if I think I can't do it, I let them know as well. So um, yeah, I think it's just the I suppose the the competitiveness, you know, and the group, and and the way Irish rugby and I suppose Munster rugby have gone, it's it's, it's a hard thing to to not want to keep doing. It is known that Keith has said before, every time he enters the pitch in the World Cup, that it could be the last one. He explains how it affects mental preparation. 
Yeah, well, no, it's, it's it's there in the back of your head. You're not constantly thinking about it. Oh, this could be the last. Like you know, it's probably more of enjoy it. It could be the last one. Like last one. Um, you know, I've, I've been prepping the same the last couple of years, but you know, probably as you're as you're getting that bit older, you you appreciate it more. You know, because you're probably lying to yourself when you're younger. It could be the last one, when you know there's going to be plenty more. Like you're kind of thinking to yourself, but. As I said, my injury profile the last the last eighteen months hasn't been great, and you know I've, I got the I got the sense that it was all over when when I tore my groin in in Durban a couple of months ago. Um, so I know what it feels like to nearly you know be be that low and thinking that's it, and um, you know and, and and that was the feeling I got. That's it. This was the the time I you know went out and got injured. Could be the last time, but. Thankfully, clawed my way back. The Rugby World Cup 2023 fixtures begin on Friday the 8th of September and run until Saturday the 28th of October. All the matches played right across France. Ireland's first game will be against Romania on Saturday 9th of September. This is Sportsbeat Extra. The weekend has finally arrived after weeks of games, goals, highs and lows. The Women's World Cup final is taking place tomorrow morning at 11am Irish time. Spain and England have battled it out to take to the field. Previewing the action we can expect tomorrow and of course a look back at the Republic of Ireland performance throughout the campaign. I'm joined on the line now by Waterford native and former Ireland international Kira Grant. Kira, it's so fantastic to have you on the show. You're dialing in from Wales. What's the weather like over there? Um, not too bad today, um, but uh, yeah, it has been up and down the weather, but yeah, it's a nice sunny day today, so uh, hopefully it'll continue. Nothing will dampen our spirits this weekend, looking into the match tomorrow. Kira, for people who don't know your glittering career, you've uh, been had a striking football career. Tell us a bit about it. Um, God, it seems a long time ago now. Um, yeah, so I played for Ireland for 17 years, um, made my senior debut in 1996, which seems a lifetime ago. Um, I ended up with 105 caps um, for Ireland as well. So, um, yeah, I had a lovely career with I- Ireland. Um, and then I played for Arsenal for 16 years as well. So, Wow. Uh, what was it like um, taking to the couch instead of the field to look at the campaign for the Republic of Ireland this year? Did you get to see a lot of the action? Um, I didn't get to see all the ga- games. Obviously, I saw all the Ireland games. Um, but, um, yeah, what a fantastic uh, World Cup has been. Um, I can't believe it's, it's been a month since it all started. Um, but, yeah, the games I've watched, um, women's football is, is is on a massive high um, and it's going in the right direction. That Like, the standard of football now um, that, that's been in the World Cup has been phenomenal. Um, I, I hear people now saying, like, so, um, women's football is better than men's football, which is lovely to hear because... You've got so much support for the women's football now. Um, as I say, just hopefully that continues. And um, yeah, it'll be an interesting game tomorrow. And looking back at some of the highs and lows from the uh, the, the campaign so far, uh, Katie McCabe's corner goal for Canada was a striking moment for uh, women's football in Ireland, but also on the world stage because it's the first time we've made it there for people uh, who strive for that. It's fantastic to be able to see it with your own eyes. Yeah, look, Casey McCabe is a phenomenal player. She's fantastic. Um, she's got everything that you'd want in a footballer. Um, but the, the goal she scored that day was absolutely fantastic. Um, when they scored, I, I did jump for joy. I leapt out of the seat. <laughs> I was screaming. My neighbours were probably thought somebody was being killed. Um, but yeah, it, it's fantastic. First goal in the World Cup. 
Um, I think the girls can be very proud of how they've done over the World Cup because it's their first time being there. Um, I don't think they were outplayed or outclassed in any of the games whatsoever. Um, and I think they can come back feeling very, very proud of how they did. I think they were unlucky in some of the games as well, not to have had more out of the games. But look, they've had the experience and I think we'll see Ireland in many World Cups going forward. And like you say, it's it's just the beginning of their future as well. And of course, they had their homecoming in Dublin and people had their green on and their jerseys. And they were it was first time to see something so proud on a, on a national stage for a women's sport. It was sensational to see. Yeah, it's fantastic. And they deserve every every credit that they get, the girls. And like, as I said, hopefully now that's the start of women's football in Ireland becoming even stronger and bigger and getting more and more support. Um, like over the years, it has, it has changed an awful lot from when I played. Um, and the girls are getting the, the support now that they deserve. So um, we just need more and more people just to keep going watching them, supporting them and getting more of the games televised and just getting like financial stuff. In because the more, the happier the players are, the better the players will play in, and so on. So, um, yeah, they deserve every credit that they that they get. And we can't shy away. We have to turn our attention to who did make it to the final. England and Spain will battle it out on the field tomorrow. What are your thoughts going into that match? Um, I think it's going to be a very interesting final. Um, obviously, two very very good teams, two teams who are used to high pressure games and that. Um, like when you look at England over well, the last few years, they've out of any other countries in the world, they've probably invested more money and time into into um, into their players and that. And I think now they're starting to get the rewards for it. Um, like they they have a number of youth players now who have come to the youth system over the last few years are now in the senior squad, and um, it, it's kind of a long time coming that they've they they've got to a final. So. Um, they, they just get so much support over in this country and uh, again they deserve it um, and then you've got Spain then as the other end they're they're completely different teams you, you've got Spain are technically individually technically very good um, and again Spain's youth team have won many many cups and, and tournaments over the last few years so again they've got a, like a young youth um, progress going into the games and that as well um, so yeah it's going to be a very interesting final I think it'll be a tight final but if I had to put money on it, I think England might be slightly stronger than the Spanish. I think they might bully him a little bit. They might clinch the win. And like that, both of them, I think it was a shock for them. Not a shock, but they weren't favourites for them to get into the final. England were up against Australia and Spain were up against Sweden. And they did. They, they, they absolutely deserve their spot here. And for it to be tight, it'll be interesting, the type of play tomorrow. Yeah, like, as you say, none of them are favourites. When you look back to the start of the tournament, I think the USA were the favourites and they got knocked out quite quickly, didn't they? And the Germans, you thought, would have done better as well. But look, England, they have been a really, really good team from what I've saw throughout the tournament. Again, Spain have as well. Um, when I watched the England-Australia game the other day, Australia probably didn't turn up. Um, they didn't probably play as well as what I thought they might have. Um, but look, all credit to Spain and England. They, they've probably been the best two teams in the tournament and they deserve to be there. Absolutely. Um, if you had to put a goal on it or goal score on it, what would you, can you call it tomorrow? What what the scoreline will be? Uh, I think there'll be quite a few goals in it because both teams uh, are very clinical and they like to score goals. So I'm going to go something like 3-2. Okay, okay. So we won't have any penalty shootouts or anything. <laughs> 
No, I think there'll be plenty of goals in yeah. it. Um, so hopefully, yeah, the more goals, the more exciting the game is, isn't it? So you don't want a boring nil-nil draw, really, do you? Not at all. Thanks so much, Kira, for joining us. That was a preview ahead of tomorrow's World Cup Women's Final at 11am Irish time between Spain and England. Sports Beat Extra. Beat 102-103. That's it for this week's show. We are absolutely delighted because next week's we'll finally have the club focus finalist who has made it to the bursary of €1,000. Thanks to all the clubs that have been involved over the last year. We're very much looking forward to taking part in the club focus night on Wednesday in the set theatre in Kilkenny. We'll have all that round up next Saturday. Beat Anthems is up next. We've Fred again, Jax Jones and Belters only. Don't go anywhere and have a fantastic Saturday.